So Wednesday nights now we're doing our Bible Institute. And uh, if you didn't know, we have a Bible Institute. We do. Uh, it's actually the technical name of it is the Jesus Moment Bible Institute and Seminary. And you can earn bachelor's degrees and uh, associate's degrees with us in ministry. Uh, we have a thing with the state where we're allowed to award those uh, religious degrees. It's all free, which doesn't happen very many places. There's 104 courses online that you can take. We have now over 600 students. Uh, and they keep growing and adding every, every day. There's probably new students that are coming online from all over the world. So it's kind of interesting to watch that happen and to be involved with that. So I thought we would take some time uh, on, uh, this year and do these Wednesday nights and uh, run through some of these courses together. Uh, and just so you get an idea of what's going on, and certainly if you ever feel like taking those courses, just go to the website, sign in, register. You can go ahead and do them. And uh, again, like I said, it's all free. So uh, what I thought we would do is we'll take, uh, oh, five or six weeks here, and um, we're going to do a course that's called The Gospel of the Kingdom. And I, it's an excellent course, um, I believe, and I think it's very, very helpful. Um, and, and, you know, as we sort of ended up that the last course, we were talking about creative Bible study methods, and we were talking at the end about studying prophecy uh, and what that means and how important that is, um, that, that sometimes what we need is um, sort of a framework that uh, sort of allows us to hold in tension um, what we know about the Bible. And, and so it's important that you have some sort of framework to work with. Um, and that I believe this is an excellent framework, the gospel of the kingdom, for holding the, the Bible intention in a, in a really good way, uh, and that it's very helpful. And in particular, what we're going to talk about as we get started is the kingdom of God, and, and what's meant by the kingdom of God, and what is the kingdom of God, and uh, it's talked about a lot in the New Testament, uh, uh, and, and so... We sort of need to be where it is, and what we understand is, you know, it's Jesus, when you read the Gospels, Jesus, um, he's proclaiming the kingdom everywhere he goes, he's demonstrating the kingdom, uh, and he offers the kingdom to those that he comes in contact with. And so if you grabbed a sheet from the back, I'm going to start going through some of the scriptures. Mark 1, 14 and 15. Uh, after John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said, the kingdom of God is near. Repent and believe the good news. Matthew 4.23. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness among the people. Uh, in the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples, he reveals his heart about the kingdom. Matthew 6.10. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And one of my favorite verses, if you've been here at all, you'll hear me say it fairly often. It actually is on the wall up there, Matthew 6, 33. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Uh, that's a huge verse, um, uh, and I, I used to talk about it all the time. I still do talk about it a lot, but that's why it's up on the wall, so that we never forget. It's been hanging there for 25 years. Um, and, and then Jesus gives us, as his disciples, the, the charge to carry on this ministry. Luke 10, 8, 9. When you enter a town and are welcomed, uh, eat what's set before you. Heal the sick who are there and tell them the kingdom of God is near you. So um, we, we have, uh, obviously there's a lot of importance to the kingdom of God. But what is it? Um, is, the, is the kingdom of God here or is it something that's coming in the future? Is it a place 
or is it more of a philosophy? Uh, how, would some, how would you explain it to somebody? If somebody asks you, well, what's the kingdom of God? How would you demonstrate the kingdom? How would you offer the kingdom to someone? This is all part of the ministry. And, and so we need to be able to answer what it is. So what, what I want to do uh, today primarily is just start with a sort of a working definition of the kingdom and what it means, you know, what, what is the kingdom of God? How would you define it? How would you explain it to someone? Now, when most people think of a kingdom, um, their thought is of a, of a place, if you would, of a, of a realm. Um, but by that, I mean that, that people think of kingdom in geographical terms. Uh, an example would be that most of us would know now the United Kingdom, which includes, you know, Great Britain and Scotland and Wales and whatever else is involved in that. And, and so, you know, that's the geography of that kingdom, and that's what we think about. The people of the kingdom then, of that kingdom, live in its borders. So the people that live in there, they're the, they're the people of that kingdom. And so because that's what we think about when we hear about the kingdom of God, we tend to think of it as a place. We think it's a place. Maybe it's a future place. Maybe it's heaven that they're talking about. We don't know, but it's a, it's a place. And so, and, and that's partially true, but there's a better understanding of what the kingdom of God really is. So, one dictionary definition of kingdom is this, is that it's the reign or rule that a king has over his subjects. And, and that definition is actually much closer to the idea of what we're looking at in the Bible. Um, in the Hebrew and the Greek, um, the words for kingdom, in Hebrew the word is malkuth, and in the Greek the word is basileia. Not that you really need to know that, but... Um, those are the, the Hebrew and Greek words. And the meaning behind those um, is, is very similar to the dictionary. It's, it's the rule or, or the authority or the sovereignty exercised by the king. And so while a kingdom may be a place, and, and it may be the people who live within the borders of that place that might be referred to, those are secondary meanings when it comes to um, what we understand in the Bible. The primary meaning of kingdom is the sovereignty of the king, his authority to rule and reign. Um, now, this is demonstrated very clearly in Luke 19, 11 and 12. In this story, uh, while they were listening to this, he went on to tell them a parable because he was near Jerusalem and the people thought that the kingdom of God was going to appear at once. He said, a man of noble birth went to a distant country to have himself appointed king, and then to return. And so in this, in this verse, what we see is that the, the nobleman there already had a place, he already had a realm to rule, but he needed authority to come back and rule. And so when you understand the kingdom of God um, to be primarily what we're talking about is, is God's the, his authority to reign and rule, then a lot of verses that you read, it, it will start to make sense to you if you think of it that way. So, um, for instance, this, Mark 10, 14 and 15. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. And he said to them, Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. I tell you the truth, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. So what's being received when you read that? And what's being received is God's rule and reign in their lives. And all of a sudden, that verse starts to make sense. It's like, oh, well, that makes sense. Before, it was kind of, if it's a place, how does that even happen? How do you receive a place? 
My favorite verse, one of them. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So what are we seeking? We're seeking God's rule and reign in our lives. That's what we're seeking. That's what that's all about. When we pray, Matthew 6.10, the Lord's Prayer, the one we're taught, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is heaven. What are we praying for to happen? God's rule and reign to happen. See, all of a sudden, those, those verses now begin to take on an entirely different meaning uh, than, than what we might understand in the process. And so, so when, when you start to read th- about the kingdom, in that way, I want you to start thinking that the, the, when we talk about the kingdom, and then in, in this framework that we're going to talk about, we're talking about the, the rule and reign of God, God's authority to rule and reign and what that means. And that's what we're asking for, and that's what we're receiving, and that's what we're extending to people, and that's what we're offering people, and that's what it looks like. Uh, and that's what we're called to, and that's the ministry that we have. And then one other thought that, that I want to leave you with. Um, in, uh, when you read the Gospel of Matthew, um, Matthew interchanges kingdom of God and kingdom of heaven uh, often. Uh, and so, um, they, and, and there's a lot of debate over things, but they can be used interchangeably because sometimes Matthew used kingdom of heaven uh, and um, instead of kingdom of God, but he did this. Th- there was an issue. So Matthew was write, writing primarily to Jewish people. And, and in Judaism, um, they avoided the direct use of the name of God. So they, you know, they, and they, they still do. So they won't write it all out. They, if you ever watch that, they'll write the G and then a space and then the D because they won't write it all the way out um, because they, they don't think they're supposed to. Uh, and, and so as Matthew was trying to reach out to them to try and sort of work with that, he would say, okay, kingdom of heaven, but he would, he would move the two terms around together. For instance, in Matthew 5, 3, it says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Well, Luke, when he's writing his gospel, he's not writing to that particular group of people. He's writing everybody, but he's writing more to a Gentile audience. Looking at his disciples, he said in Luke 6, 20, blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. And so the, those two will be interchanged, but we're looking at the same thing. Kingdom of God, when you read kingdom of God, you're, you're reading about God's rule and, and God's reign and his authority to rule and reign in our lives. And so it kind of has to start there. So what we're going to do is we're going to build on this framework over the next uh, series of weeks. And it will allow us to really hold intention, as I said, the Old Testament and the New Testament, how it fits together. And you, you, you need a framework for understanding the Bible. There's lots of different sort of frameworks. Um, and so I'm not saying this is the only one, but, but this is the, the one that I think really allows me to hold a lot of things in tension. And so we can talk about the kingdom of God, and we will, and how it's here now, but it's not fully here. Um, and so when Jesus came on the scene the first time, he inaugurated the kingdom. And when he comes back the next time, he's going to consummate the kingdom. And, and so we live in a tension right now between the now and the not yet. You'll hear that term come up quite a bit. So, so, and we live in this fascinating tension because Jesus has got the kingdom going when he came, but he's going to bring it to completion when he comes back. And, and we'll look at how important that is for us to understand that we live in this tension between the two things. And the reason it's important to know tension is that there's a lot of tension in the Bible. And people have, have not that makes us tense. You have to be able to hold things in 
two different sort of ways. Because, because they've happened and yet they haven't fully happened yet. And that happens throughout the Bible as we wait for these things to run uh, you know, to the end when Jesus comes back. And, and if you don't have the ability to hold things in tension, it will really hamper the way that you understand Scripture. Because you, you, you won't be able to look at it the way that you're supposed to. You'll get real black and white with it. And, and there's some of these things that are in tension. And that's one of the things is that we live in this tension. He's come and He's coming back. And in the meantime, we live in attention. And so the kingdom, the rule and reign of God breaks through in amazing ways uh, now, but it's not fully here yet. That's why we're praying for it to come um, because we're, we're in this tension right now. And, and so there's things that we're waiting to finish happen. We're waiting for Jesus to come back. So he once and for all deals with the enemy and gets that all straightened out. And then we'll read about how then he puts it all back together and he gives it all to the Father and everything then is restored back to how it was supposed to be when... We had it at first, and we chose to mess it all up by doing our own thing. Uh, and all of that's made possible. So this is a great framework for that understanding. And what I just encourage you to do is, is to take some time um, this next week and just start to read through the Gospels again, particularly everywhere you see the reference kingdom of God, and read it with this new thought, uh, if it's new to you, that we're talking about the rule and reign of God and what that means, His authority, rule, and reign, and start looking at those texts and see if they don't begin to change for you, uh, all of a sudden, ah, that's what was going on, and it really begins to help things develop as we go. But that's all I'm going to do tonight. So how about you? How, that's fortunate. And uh, we get out of here a few minutes early. So um, if you're watching my video, thanks for watching, and we will uh, we'll see you soon. Come and hang out with us whenever you get a chance. And uh, I'm going to end it right there. If you have prayer requests, you can pass them up to you. Oh, Matt's on it. Thank you, Matt. All righty, let's pray. Papa, we um, are so grateful for who you are in our lives and for the opportunity to come and be here together. And you encourage us to pray and to bring our requests to you. And, and so we, we bring these before you, Lord. We, we pray for um, a comfort and healing for Dorothy, that your blessing would be on her. We pray for your peace and comfort for Jerry in, uh, in his loss, Lord, and ask that you would bless him. Comfort, peace, and healing for uh, Ramey and Nita and Colleen and Butch, Al, Debbie, Ross, Patsy, and lose the Lord. Uh, healing for uh, Gay and Jody and Loretta. Colleen and Becky and Linda and Edison and Mike and Richard, bless them all. Healing, Lord, for Barry and uh, Ravey and traveling mercies for Marlene and Norma and Ashley. and uh, We pray for Gina, Lord, that you would just help her through her process. And uh, a healing, Lord, for uh, Dr. Ben 
and uh, be with Larry and bless him, Lord, in his life and and, uh, in his business and uh, for Jill and Bo, just blessings, Lord, on them and healing for Sherry, Father. We lift up the unspoken requests to you as well. You know what they are? We pray for our families. We pray for our friends. We pray for our co-workers. We pray for our community. We ask, God, that you would bring renewal, revival, and breakthrough to this area and that hundreds and thousands of people would come to know you as their Lord and Savior. We pray for every church in this area, God, where your word is preached. Ask that you would bless them abundantly with everything they need to fulfill the mission you've given them. We ask for your continued abundant blessing on us, God, to fulfill the mission you've given us of one more. Just one more lost child back to you, Dad. Just one more. Thank you so much including us in your story here in this time and place. You're such an awesome God. And may the Lord bless and keep you. May His face shine upon you. May He be gracious to you and give you peace. Go tonight in the peace, the power, and the love of God. God bless you all. Thank you for being here. We'll see you soon. Have a great night. Don't forget movie night Friday, 6.30. Ferdinand.